A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 1. The incarnation of the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. One of the things that I love about Belfast, the city where I was born, is its setting, its geography. It's surrounded by hills that give you some amazing vantage points. This is the view from Black Mountain, the National Trust property, looking over the city and its docks and the loch. You get this amazing sort of panoramic overview of the whole place and how it all fits together, sort of laid out in front of you like a map that you're standing way above. It's beautiful. And then, of course, you can also get up close. You can go down into the city centre. You can look at the historic buildings, the shops. You can see how things are on the streets in all the different areas of the city. You get this amazing range of viewpoints. And that's kind of what I like about this sort of carol service, because we get all those different perspectives on Christmas. We started, didn't we, with the consequences of Adam and Eve eating the fruit in the garden, and yet we also heard the promise of a rescue to come. We heard God's promises to Abraham of a a coming king among his descendants. We we had those broad brushstrokes of the prophecies of Isaiah and Micah, among others, about a future rescue mission involving a saviour who would come from Bethlehem. 
And then in Luke and Matthew, as it were, we went down into the, into the city. We saw how those prophecies played out on the streets. As Jesus' birth was foretold to Mary, his mother, takes place in Bethlehem, is witnessed by shepherds and magi. And then John takes us back again to the mountaintop perspective. That view of it all laid out in front of us with his majestic and so expansive overview of all God's purposes now being fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ. I love the way the service takes us through all those different scenes. And we're going to spend a few minutes looking at that last reading from John's gospel. The main character, of course, is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And as John's account unfolds, we find out who this word is. Because the word is not a thing, but a person, a person who, as we discover, is born on earth as a baby and given the name Jesus. The word, we're told, is creator, life giver, light bringer. And John the Baptist comes to herald the arrival of the word, the word's coming. And will bring light to all mankind, a light that's much needed in a dark world. That's what John comes to announce. I mean, here we are in church. It's dark outside. Thursday was the shortest day. Frankly, it's dark inside as well. So here we are with the candles. But the darkness of our world is more than just the absence of sunlight. You look out at the state of God's world. And frankly, it is concerning. In a dark world, we need someone to bring light. And John the Baptist announces the true light is coming. Not that everyone will recognize him. Not that everyone will receive the word and live in his light. And yet for the people who do receive the Lord Jesus, who believe in him, who put their trust in him, there is this astonishing gift, this amazing privilege of becoming God's children, the gift of being adopted and brought into God's family, into God's presence through faith in Jesus Christ. It's beautiful, a change of who we are. Before God. Verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He came down and got stuck in. If you feel the world is a dark place, if you feel the world's broken... As many of us do, even if we don't necessarily agree with each other about which things about it are broken. If you feel the world's a dark place, then how can we respond? 
I mean, as humans, we know how easy it is to grumble, to turn things over in our heads, to seek scapegoats, or to think the answer lies in simply forcing changes to the things that we don't like. God's response to the darkness of our world is in verse 14. He came down. He got stuck in. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. God came to earth in the person of Jesus Christ. The creator stepping down into the world he had created to redeem and restore and make new. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus shows us God's glory. This fragile baby laid in a manger, worshipped by angels and shepherds and magi, shows us what God is like. He can do that because he is God. He shows us God's glory in his humility. He is not so high and mighty that he can't get his hands dirty, that he can't come and live among us. In fact, Jesus is glorious precisely because he does come down and get his hands dirty. He shows his glory because he is full of grace and truth. He saves and restores his world and his people. He knows the truth about what's wrong with us and with this world. But his response to that is to bring unmerited, undeserved kindness, forgiveness, salvation, restoration. He knows our needs better than we do ourselves. He comes down, whether or not we're expecting him, whether or not we're ready to receive or recognize him, he comes anyway. What can we do in response to what he has done? Take hold of this beautiful good news of Christmas. We've sung it so many times already this evening, haven't we? He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all. Thou who wast rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake, becamest poor. Joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive our King. The word of God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Astonishing, wonderful. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you came down. You became poor. You became flesh. You lived among us. Thank you that in this Christmas story, We see your glory. 
we see your grace and your truth revealed in the midst of this broken world that you came to save and to restore. Thank you for your glorious offer of the right to become children of God. Help us to trust in you and to take your glorious offer and gift of new life, to take it for ourselves this Christmas. We ask in your name and for your glory. Amen.